0: Hey there, all you ghouls and goblins. Radio 859 proudly presents Horror Zoid, with your hosts, Stevie Scares and Natalie Nightmare, talking all things horror from the 80s, 90s, and today. Today's episode is brought to you by Larry's Leather Wallets. No, they're not made out of people. Larry can't make wallets out of people. Not yet. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Horrorzoid. I am Stevie Scares.
1: And I'm Natalie Nightmare.
0: And we are back after our debut episode where we talked about our top five favorite horror movies. And in the process of talking about our top five favorite horror movies, we realized that a majority of the films that we like are...
1: Slashers. Yeah, it's
0: totally slashtastic today. <laughs> so we did. We wanted to talk more about slasher movies because we spent how long talking about oh you know, Freddy Krueger alone?
1: I was worried I was going to scare everyone away, honestly.
0: <laughs> you know, it was, it was fun, but... I kind of want to focus more. I kind of want to take some more time and talk about some of our favorite movies, which happen to be slashers. It seems like it might be our favorite genre when we sit and think about
1: Honestly, it. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we finished recording and we're sitting here going over things and, you know, uh, just talking about where we want to go next and realizing how much time we just spent talking about the movies that molded us into who we are and how many of those really are slashers and... and re- return for that what makes a slasher
0: yes that's where we're gonna start we're gonna talk about what constitute a slasher movie what constitutes a slasher movie i should say and i think uh first and foremost uh you gotta have some cuts and blood Right. I mean, those are top two things. You gotta have cuts. You gotta have bloods, because that's what slashing is. Sure. You slash into something. It's cuts and blood. So uh, I think a lot of that is a lot of that defines a lot of the movies that we like. There's definitely some stabby stuff. There's some bloody (laughs) stuff. And those are the kind of if you got stabby stuff, if you got bloody stuff, those are movies for us. Well,
1: now you know your favorite movie is Psycho, as uh, everyone should know from the last episode, which clearly is one of the original slashers.
0: Yeah. uh, Slashers really started back in 1960 with Psycho and another film that got released around the same time called Peeping Tom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peeping Tom, one of the lesser known ones. Obviously, Psycho went on to bigger and better things. I've
1: never even seen Peeping Tom. So new one for me, I've got to put on the watch list. Right. It
0: was a little edgier than Psycho. So it was, um, yeah, it kind of, I think it kind of fell by the wayside, you know, but then we didn't really get slashers, you know, to a big level you know, obviously, there's always the schlocky B movie kind of sure. stuff, but we didn't really get slashers. Like the next one that really broke through the surface of the mainstream was uh, Bob Ca- Bob Clark's Black Christmas. Oh, That's a, I try for to sure. say that ten times fast. <laughs> Bob Clark's Black Christmas from 1974. Again, another movie released around that same time was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not so much a slasher when you get down to it.
1: But going back to what you said that there's got to be some cuts and there's got to be some blood. So what makes the Slasher in the sense of a weapon? Because if we want to talk about my number one, which was Trick or Treat, I mean, Sam does some hefty damage with a razor blade and a lollipop even. So would Texas Chainsaw Massacre be a Slasher?
0: I mean, it does have the Slasher vibe to it. So if we're going on vibes alone, Texas Chainsaw Massacre definitely does. And then, of course, as we get into the sequels, especially to... You know, it yeah, yeah, we get Leatherface definitely takes on more of a slasher persona. So, I think if you're looking at overall overarching legacy, yes, but if we're talking back in 1974, it was controversial because of the name and the content, of course, but it really wasn't a slasher. But as Leatherface went on, he became a slasher. So, Mm -hmm. I think retroactively in hindsight. He he is, he is definitely a legacy slasher, a legendary slasher. But, again, 1974, if we're just isolating it to that one movie, probably not. I mean, yeah. I think it, you can really yeah. split hairs with that one.
1: Well, and, you know, he's one of the, what I would call, you know, the big league. He's in the big four, I think. You know, you've got Jason, clear slasher, whether it's Mama or Jason. Uh, you've got Michael Myers, clear slasher. I mean, you know pretty cut and dry no pun intended with him and you've got freddy krueger which i mean knives on a glove it's still knives. he's he, i would consider them all slashers so texas chainsaw massacre again the the first one i agree kind of split splitting hairs we talked about how there's a lot implied and not shown in that movie but i think as the sequels have gone on and obviously even the one that just recently came out with the party bus scene i think that you can go ahead and say that texas chainsaw in itself is a slasher
0: yeah, definitely looking at it from the lens of 2022 for sure. Uh, so, yeah, 74, we got Texas Chainsaw, and we got Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we go even farther, and we in 1978, we get what I think a lot of people consider the OG slasher, even though we had technically four really big movies that kind of set paved the way for it. But it wasn't until 1978 when John Carpenter comes out with the original Halloween movie. Yeah, Yeah, that is when I think we finally established the slasher genre as a genre. Mm -hmm. I think before it was an isolated thing, like these weird movies popped up every now and then, but they weren't the norm. Horror was something completely different before the slasher genre really became solidified with 78's Halloween.
1: Yeah, I guess I've never really thought about it that way.
0: Right, the genre kind of came into its own when Carpenter took over. And then Mm -hmm. from there, it was... And really what did it was the money. You know, once Halloween came around and people saw that, oh... We can make money off of these movies where kids are being hunted down and killed by a maniac with a knife or any sharp object, really. Once people saw that there was money, that is when the craze really took off. Sure. Even though, I mean, thinking back, yeah, Black Christmas, Texas Chainsaw, Peeping Tom. Psycho was the only one that really made money Mm -hmm. out of those four predecessors so there wasn't there wasn't money in the genre the way there was in 78 when carpenter came around that's when people saw the dollar signs yeah i mean hell sean cunningham saw halloween and said we can make a slasher we don't even need a plot we're just going to take a name and he created friday the 13th which you know that's literally 1980 friday the 13th comes out and it's just off to the races yeah you know Cunningham really started something.
1: It was which way can we kill teens next? Right,
0: exactly. It really was. It became what is the next horrific way we can kill all of these kids?
1: <laughs> which is what we get to have fun talking about today. Because, you know, again, coming back to where even though we have a lot of movies that we love that are before our time, you know, there's a lot of movies that came out when we were teens that really amped up our love of horror like Scream.
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, so, so we we talked about how Friday the 13th started the 80s slasher craze. And just all the movies... Like, the 80s was the decade of the slasher. Mm-hmm. But after the 80s, it kind of died out. Because horror became, for some reason more commercially acceptable, prettier and glossier. We didn't get, you know, we got, we started to get things like Interview with the Vampire, which is a beautiful film in and of itself. And Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about vampire movies (laughs) a plenty.
1: I can't wait.
0: Right. But they really did. They became, we started to see more glossy horror movies in a weird way. That's what took over. And sure enough, it wasn't until 96 when somebody who helped establish that 80s slasher craze and Wes Craven Mm -hmm. took the idea, you know, he and Kevin Williamson came in up came up with Scream. And it wasn't it wasn't the fact that they made just another run-of-the-mill slasher movie. I think another run-of-the-mill slasher movie would have just ended up on a shelf at Blockbuster and nobody yeah. would have cared. Yeah. But you have mentioned several times what made it special was the meta nature and pointing the mirror back at the slasher genre in and of itself, which had been mm-hmm. around for 18 years at that point.
1: Right. I mean, half of the movies that we've talked about already, you know, are referenced in that movie.
0: Right. Halloween big time. I mean, Jamie Kennedy, Randy is watching Halloween as he is, uh, uh, you know, his his murder is attempted. His unaliving is attempted.
1: Yeah. Even Psycho, you know, you get the killer quoting a killer. I mean, it's beautiful. Very it's poetic. very, very meta.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, in 18 years from, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween to Scream, it seemed, you say 18 years, that doesn't seem like that long, but no. really look at everything that happened. You know, Carpenter establishes the genre and then in the 80s, it's, we got, the 80s, we literally had five Nightmare on Elm Street's, Gosh. eight Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, I believe we had at least four or five Halloweens by that point. Yeah. They, they, by the time from from 1978 to the to 1990 i mean mm-hmm. we i think the slasher genre in 12 years really exhausted itself and it took 6 years for Wes craven to decide to revive it with mm-hmm. scream yeah and he did a beautiful job with it too and then from of there course. everybody in the ni- late 90s and early <laughs> 2000s decided we are just going to make more teen slashers and yeah. we got for better or for so worse. <laughs> so many of them
1: yeah and I mean some of them are great uh you know a lot of them are not great but I think it's because so many people saw the opportunity of this recipe of a movie and just kind of picked their own generic characters and threw them in and picked a name out of a hat for a killer and then picked a random item out for the weapon and tried to make a movie It's almost
0: like Mad Libs for horror (laughs) movies.
1: Yeah, because again, they see the recipe, they're just kind of filling in the blanks. But there were so many great movies that I feel like came out of the 90s other than Scream.
0: There were, and I think one thing that helped the 90s redefine the slasher genre was, uh, I kind of touched upon earlier, video stores blockbuster yeah. video things like that oh, yeah
1: how many times i mean you know you worked blockbuster mm-hmm. uh that's like a cool thing for you now i'm sure yeah um, i'm retro <laughs> i'm in I'm
0: i already knew i was an antique right. but you yeah. know that just that just cemented it for me
1: <laughs> but you know even even then you know going into blockbuster going into family video or if i want to throw it back really hard going and getting videos at marsh supermarket oh yeah um you know you'd go and you'd pick yeah, up you used a... to be able to
0: get them at the grocery store yeah kids. imagine oh, that
1: it's crazy to think about you weren't buying <laughs> netflix
0: gift cards you were buying the actual movies renting yes, them even. renting
1: the movies uh with big plastic clamshell cases that i could just smell in my memory these kids don't
0: even know what clamshell (laughs) (laughs)
1: But, you know, if and if if you ever uh, get the chance to go to the last blockbuster out there, which I want to, uh, you should if you've never been able to go to a video store, but I digress. But going into Blockbuster, going into family video, walking through and going to find where the big horror tag was and just looking at whatever cool movie cover caught your eye that weekend and yeah, picking that's how a we movie. that's how we
0: shopped. Yeah. You know, we were deciding what horror we movies were have, cool based on the box art.
1: Yeah, we didn't we didn't have tons of videos with reviews and things like that.
0: We there was no rotten tomatoes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, none of that. So it was just kind of, well, this one looks cool or this one looks cool. I'm gonna go for this one and it's you know you just look at those covers and go with it and that's how we saw a lot of crappy movies oh, uh, also gosh. found a lot of you know hidden gems as well
0: i would have known never known the joy of full moon studios had oh, i never man. walked into a blockbuster i mean
1: full moon studios in itself is spectacular uh,
0: yeah uh, tremendously so um the slasher genre like we said took on a new form in the 90s thanks to video stores blockbuster video things like that and you would notice that like i said one thing that i think helped carry the 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 slasher genre from the 80s to the 90s one thing that kept it afloat so that west craven could come along was that we still had some of those slashers that we enjoyed in the 80s and the early 90s they either formed a legacy or continued the legacy. Uh, mm-hmm. Child's Play. Oh, you yeah. know, the original Child's Play came out in 88, 89. So all of those sequels came out in the 90s. Yeah. Child's Play 2, 3, Bride of Chucky, all the, those three alone came out in the 90s. We had a ton of Leprechaun movies <laughs> which if you don't consider a Leprechaun a, a slasher, it's, you really need it's to absolutely, redefine. absolutely
1: absolutely oh. a slasher.
0: I mean, he literally You know, fills a guy's stomach with gold, cuts him open, and takes out the coins. It is (laughs) a wonderfully beautiful slasher movie. And I will sit here and die on the hill of the Leprechaun franchise is one of my absolute favorites. But we also got some really trashy uh, Hellraiser sequels in the 90s and the early 2000s, too, that helped keep it going. So we had some established properties. We had the Full Moon Studios that were now penetrating blockbuster markets everywhere and getting into the video stores so that now everybody can experience them on a different level. And we had the first example of a lot of straight to video horror movies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, you know, it's it's weird to think that there's still a lot of that out there. Mm-hmm. You just I feel like you don't see it as much because you don't have that video store you can walk into. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of free streaming services out there like Tubi and Pluto, and I mean, how many movies did you and I find on Tubi? going through that we've never seen. I mean, we
0: just blazed and, through an entire weekend. <laughs> exactly. One, one weekend, yeah.
1: And, and most of those are probably still technically straight-to-home video because they're not released in theaters. Right
0: now, it's to video-on-demand. Yeah. Yeah, you go but straight it's, to video-on-demand services. A, it's a
1: bizarre feeling because I feel like you don't... You know, now, instead of browsing through the video store, you just have to get on these places and just look for things. Well, and that in a way. weird
0: way, you can still judge... Everything by the cover by the because cover. <laughs> you see you don't see box art, but you see a poster. Yeah, you know you see this you see this one piece poster that is supposed to hook you. You know, yeah. obviously it's a girl in the bikini and a shark. You know exactly what kind of movie sure. you're getting into. Exactly. You know silhouette. You know, following a stranger in the rain. You know what kind of movie yeah. you're getting. There are these tropey kind of things that every genre falls into, so you know exactly what you're getting before you even watch the movie. Yeah, and that's how we picked a lot of these slashers in the video store to to watch and i mean that iconic shot of drew barrymore's face as the with the entire sexy cast of scream in front of her was the vhs box art and that's how many of us got to see
1: it well and you talk about the setup of that how many movies use that exact setup of the weird cast lineup? Like, I know what you did last summer. Which is the, slasher, the diet slasher, you
0: know, <laughs> yeah. slasher zero calorie. Yeah, I know what you th- did last that was summer. A,
1: that was a whole vibe for movie posters then. It
0: was. But you knew, like, again, if you saw one of those sexy casts, Scream excluded, which is funny enough. But all of those, yeah. all of those movies that copied that poster style were, like I said about I know what you did last summer, they were diet coke slashers. And when I say that, there's like it's like they set up the premise of a slasher movie, mm-hmm. but did you really get any good gory kills? Most of the deaths happen off screen. I
1: mean, yeah, you know, whenever the last time we watched, I know what you did last summer. I realized how much of it is just kind of there, you yeah. know. And like the biggest, the, one of the biggest stars, you've got Sarah Michelle Gellar. Her scene, I mean. It's sad and it sucks, but... but you don't see anything. You don't see anything it's happening. It's all, it's totally it's off screen. It's very implied. You You're have like, one of the oh, most... it's behind a bunch of tires and there's a parade going on. And you it's have one of the most so intense weird.
0: chase scenes of yeah. any horror movie I've ever seen. That's one thing I will give it its credit for. One of the most intense chase scenes of any horror movie is the Helen chase scene, and I know what you did last summer. And you get it there and you don't even get the satisfaction of seeing the kill. And I know yeah. we talked about it last week with... The I call it the nine tenths rule, you know, if you can go nine tenths of the way and imply that last tenth, uh, you know, you're usually gonna hook the audience and what we can imagine in our own heads. But that is shouldn't be, be every
1: kill in the movie. No, I mean it that's shouldn't when you go into a slasher, you, you, have, you wanna see that.
0: You have to show something. Yeah. You have to you have to show the nine tenths. You can't it's not the nine it's not the one tenth rule, it's the nine tenths rule. You can't go one and not the other.
1: Now I'm gonna jump really far forward just because of the thought that popped into my head here. But you talk about the nine-tenths and, you know, with slashers, it feels like everyone wants to see more a lot of the time. Now, a seemingly controversial, dividing movie that just recently came out about a year ago, Halloween Kills. was very divisive for some reason. It hard. Those kills were absolutely intense. There was barely anything that, you know, gave any kind of imagination to it.
0: You, you bring up Halloween kills and how divisive it was. and I don't know it's it's strange because I mentioned how a slasher started in 78 and they kept I mean we've had slashers for what seems like forever now, you mm-hmm. know uh, over 40 years at this point. But every time a slasher comes out now, I feel like it's very polarizing. People either yeah. love them or hate them. Like Texas Chainsaw was very love it or hate it. Halloween kills very love it or hate it. And it may, but meanwhile, think about the movies that are universally loved right now. Mm -hmm. We look at the Ari Aster hereditary movies. We look at those.
1: I still feel like there's a lot of people that are love or hate with those. I feel like there's a lot of division and I kind of wonder sometimes, you know, for something like Ari Aster where it takes itself seriously because it is serious. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you look at, and maybe that's just not the people's type of movie that they like. Right.
0: I can understand if it's not your type of movie. Sure.
1: But with Halloween Kills, like, so many people love Halloween. There's very few times I see people who are like, oh, well, the Halloween's probably my least favorite of, like, the big ones. And, you know, uh, they still enjoy them. But Halloween Kills, it just seemed like. I don't know if everyone just feels like they have to tear apart every part of a movie, because when you go back and watch some of the old movies, they're not perfect. No. And neither are the new ones. No, Halloween Kills
0: is no worse than, you know, Halloween 4, Halloween 2, in my opinion. It's it's, it's on the same level.
1: I feel like there are worse movies in the collection of Halloween Oh hundred percent. Yeah, I
0: mean Halloween Resurrection exists. Let's not forget. <laughs> um, but no, what I was getting at with the, with the Ari Aster thing. Sorry, not to not to go back here. I just want to kind no, of finish all. finish this this point before we move on to why Halloween Kills is so polarizing. But I, I, with the Ari Aster Hereditary thing, are we reaching a point where people are slashered out? Where the new kind of the the movies that get the love, the A24 movies, they're not slashers. Let's be real. The mm-hmm. A24, you know, Blumhouse is doing what it can to kind of keep the slasher genre alive with Halloween kills and Halloween and all that. Yeah. But, you know, the, it's, it's you know, uh, equal, it's, it's counterpart right now, A24, is not doing slasher movies. It's doing these comprehensive psychological deep dives into what makes people scared and and mm-hmm. terrified and and you know the wickedness of the world if you will yeah. whereas slashers it's not so much examining the deep dive they're very surface level we kind of joke about slashers being you know devoid of thought it's it's very simple premise you put a bad guy or a bad woman in in some cases you know with a sharp object around a bunch of teens and let them go crazy and mm-hmm. you've got a slasher movie right. you know that's not what that's not what a lot of these companies are doing anymore. That's not what a lot of the fans are really responding to. So it makes you wonder, you know, Halloween, you know, I give them credit with Halloween kills. They try to take things in a new direction with the series, but you know, I wonder are, are people slasher it out or do we just, do people just not want to see it evolve? Cause that's what it yeah. felt like it was doing. It felt like Halloween kills was trying to evolve to yeah. the next level of slashers. And, and meanwhile, people just kind of want, like, I just want Michael going through and, and i don't i don't want anything like like a lot of things that people hated were one thing that people hated was the the scene in the hospital where the mob is chasing the wrong guy
1: but that's so it's a realistic horror yeah because mob mentality is scary
0: well it's a it's a metaphor and i don't know if the metaphor was just too heavy-handed i don't think it was i just think it was
1: i don't think I, it was too heavy-handed i just think it goes into the intense panic and in that these people are over this not you know this bullshit mm-hmm. at this point and it's it's not even so much the hospital scene for me. It's, you know, the mob itself uh, does a lot of stupid stuff. And there's definitely... Were you not a fan
0: of Evil Dies Tonight being said 50 million I times? I mean,
1: I'm here for it just because it's kind of something everyone can take away from the movie and honestly have a little fun with. Right. And I think that's just something with horror movies that that's okay to have, you know? Um, I, I, I just think it's... It should just be, you sit down in the theater or in your home to watch this movie, and you just enjoy it. And I mean, I had a blast when I saw that at the theater. People were like, you know, screaming and hollering, and like, it was intense, and it was fun. I agree, I fun. thought it was wonderful. And I didn't sit there and try to break it down like yeah as i was watching there were characters i'm like well that was stupid but i mean isn't it always stupid in a slasher when the girl runs up the stairs it's just as stupid well I as think- when someone who you think should be intelligent does something stupid and gets themselves killed
0: very true i think one thing that we're seeing with slashers is is especially with halloween kills it's a terrific example because it tried to bring some of that new school deep meaningful message to the film especially with the mob scene it, but mm-hmm. it tried to do some of the old slasher movie tropes with the kills. I think it tried to ramp up the kills 1000% oh, yeah. and it did a successful <laughs> was, job. Yeah. But it was like it, it's almost like maybe it was trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just trying to be a slasher, it was trying to be more than a slasher, which I hear the same criticism with Texas Chainsaw 2022, Scream 2022. Those are all they went these are, hard. These are you're right. These are both movies that have also been criticized for trying to revive established properties and it's not that they're established it's not that they're reviving established properties it's what they're doing in these new movies is not responding with 100% of the fans and it's not that you are trying to please all the people all of the time it's you're trying to please the people who have supported these franchises for years yet they're rejecting it Mm -hmm. so you know we find ourselves in a point you know to bring us full circle here people loved slashers you know, that's why the genre became a thing was because people were willing to put their money down for it. It's not that people aren't willing to put their money down for it. It's now after they put their money down, they don't feel like they got their money's worth out of it. Not everybody at least. So it makes me wonder what did like these three examples, Halloween kills, Texas chainsaw and scream. Mm -hmm. Why were they so divisive? Why were they so polarizing? What did people not like about them?
1: Well, A couple of ideas I think I could maybe have, um, you know, starting with Scream, just because I was, you know, decently old enough to watch that. I remember seeing it when it first came out, so I can kind of speak for it a little bit more than the others, but, you know, I was always a fan of Scream. I remember when it came out, and everyone, you know, at Halloween had a ghost face mask, every haunted house she went to, I mean, the stuff was everywhere, and it was such a phenomenon and you know the movies kept going and when we got you know Scream 5 I think that there were a lot of people that are our age that just wanted it to stay classic and it doesn't but I don't want it to be. I want it to evolve. I don't want to see a movie in 2021 that is exactly the same as a movie from the 90s. Like if I want to watch Scream, I'll go watch Scream.
0: Well that's like that's kind of what I'm I was getting at earlier right. with Halloween kills do I I don't that's why I'm asking the question, why are they not successful? And my, second, my, my follow-up question to that is, do people want it to evolve or do people want it to stay the same? Because when you see a slasher that tries to do all of the old stuff that everybody's seen before it gets criticized for not trying anything new. But then when they try something new, they get criticized for what they try that's new. So are they, is, is it really yeah, that think, they're
1: not? I think it's just a 50 50. I think there's people who want the same and they, they want to keep it original and similar. And then there's people that want change. So when it changes, you piss off one side and when it doesn't change, you piss off another side.
0: Well, and it, yeah, it's funny that you, you say it like that because now I'm thinking, okay, so scream five, you know, we have the announcement of Scream 6 coming out here soon as of the recording of this mm-hmm. uh, episode. And are so are you saying that maybe Scream 5 was the first step in a new direction for the Scream series? And, you know, it's kind of we need to kind of see where it goes from here.
1: I do. I do. And, you know, you're you have a whole new generation of teenagers who absolutely... Ate that movie up.
0: Right. I think they, I feel like a lot of kids love that movie. I feel like it was the older generation, people our age and above, that didn't appreciate the, the, what the movie tried to do. Yeah. You know, and whether it was who they killed or how yeah. they killed them or why they killed them or why they introduced these new characters. And you know, it's like, there wasn't enough Sydney. It's like, move on, man. Right. Live like, Campbell. well now she's
1: not even going to be in it, bitch. So deal with it. Right. It's like, and, and, like I'm fine with the fact, you know, you, how many some fucking of, times
0: can Sydney survive <laughs> fucking ghost face. Well, And
1: that's my thing. You know, you look at some of the other, you know, kick-ass final girls you know, you've got Nancy. She doesn't make it through a lot of movies. You've got. No,
0: Nancy is only really in, what, two movies? And right. she gets murked in one of them so yeah. she only she only she only lives through 50 percent of the movies yeah. that she's even in i take that back i forgot about new nightmare new that's nightmare. not nancy though that's that's it's
1: something different.
0: that's yeah. yeah that is the and, actress heather langenkamp so don't come <laughs> at me for that one that's not nancy even so then, no asterisk
1: <laughs> you've got you've got laurie who's got three fucking timelines going on probably you, more
0: at this point if you count the whole voice cameo yeah, of halloween three halloween which three. i do
1: yes i do too um, but Scream has consistently gone through the same timeline. It's not killed off a final girl, just final boys, RIP. But it keeps her up to this point. And I'm fine if she's just not in another movie. She doesn't have to die. She could just exist in the universe and not have to deal with its bullshit anymore, you know? And right. That's
0: kind of what they were trying to set up in Scream 3. And they even, yeah. it's almost like they tried to set it up in this one too. But it like well, she it, always
1: gets a little baited back and, you know, she's
0: and how many times can we see that story? Now? Right. And you know? so the
1: fact that she's not going to come back, but then Dewey's there and she comes back, you know, that's all we need. You
0: can only kill off so many of her friends to keep bringing her back. It's <laughs> exactly. like exactly like when I heard she wasn't coming back for Scream 6, which now I'm he- hearing conflicting reports that right. maybe she is. Regardless, it's like we don't need to see another Sydney adventure. It's right. like, eventually...
1: And it doesn't just have to end with her dying like all the other final girls. No,
0: she can just ride off into the sunset. You yeah. know, how mo- we haven't seen a lot because of... Because
1: she's killed like 30 ghost faces at this right, point. At
0: this point, it's I've lost count.
1: And, you know, they're, they're passing the torch off. And, yes, obviously... Uh, there were scenes in the last movie that me and you kind of laughed at kind and they were, our eyes. Yeah. you know, I, I don't understand uh, daddy serial killer nodding in the mirror like, yeah, pick up the the weapon. But yeah,
0: this isn't an episode of Supernatural. This is no, supposed to be the Scream series. He, like I don't understand where they were going with that. He
1: still like killed people and was a bad guy. So it was a little bizarre. But you know, I like the idea of having a the setup field of, of dreams <laughs>
0: moment there. Yeah, a little, little too much for my yeah. taste too.
1: But I like having the idea of a setup of a girl who you know you thought, oh, maybe she's gonna go bad, but then she doesn't, and she's actually this final girl. But she's a final girl with this kind of like dirty edge like she's not afraid to get her hands dirty whereas nev just tries to live her you know or sydney tries to live this nice little happy sweet life and go off to college and get a boyfriend and that's all she wants even in the new movie you see she's got a family she's got kids she's in another city she doesn't want to get her hands dirty anymore and i feel like the introduction the introduction of this new girl no matter her relationship um is is kind of a good setup to continue the movies without Nev being in them. I
0: agree. So rounding back to slashers as a genre, you know, because we kind of focused on Scream there for a little bit, but I think yeah. Scream is important because it is so meaningful to the past of slashers and the future of slashers. Yeah, and it's so, affected
1: a teen generation of us and a new teen generation because you look at the new gen and it's they love Scream. A
0: hundred percent. I think though what. I, I agree. I think it's it's we need to take a wait and see approach because Scream mm-hmm. Six, they're moving the location. It's going to be in New York. It's not going to be it's going to be East Coast, not West Coast. Right. Sydney may or may not be in it, but it sounds like regardless if she is, it's not going to be anything too meaningful, which I'm hundred mm-hmm. percent in favor of. Right. So I think yeah, I think we're we're maybe we're just in this weird transitionary period of, you know, people are kind of throwing some stuff against the wall to see what sticks. People are trying to hang on to these old tropes. We're going to see what. What evolves? What new things we can do? What thing? New things we can't do? Mm-hmm. What old things people still want to see, and what old things people don't want to see? Because again, you know, I go back to Texas Chainsaw 2022. You know, the original is such a beloved classic. Even Texas Chainsaw 2. Has a huge oh, fan base. Yeah. Um, the remake has is is uh, widely regarded as one of the best remakes. Road don't of go all that time. far. Road, don't go that far. <laughs> if you you'll hear us say that one a lot for some reason the little weird kid in Texas Chainsaw Massacre
1: which is the, the kid from the ring it is and the kid from the I ring. swear he's not a child he's just a little man inside of the body of a child because he's just oddly. Mature looking.
0: He's just, he's, he's, a, he's an odd looking young fella. And, uh, but no, that, that scene where he looks like, he's like right down, go that far is it, it, we had to pause the movie. We were laughing so hard last time we watched it. So that, you'll hear us say that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, but back to, back to what I was saying, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. So the whole, se- like, the series has some very high points to it and it has some low points, you know, let's not, you know, ignore that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Texas Chainsaw 2022 I personally thought it was I don't think it was the best Texas Chainsaw movie I've ever seen but no. I also remember like we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Next Generation Oof. with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger <laughs> if you if you thought Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 was bad I you clearly haven't seen Next Generation it right. is one of the worst Horror movies. One of the worst movies I have ever seen in my it's life. Just, Do I love it? No, Absolutely,
1: one thousand percent. But it's so oddly it's, paced, it is and some garbage. of the actors are intense, and you know, some of the people that are in the movie are acting like it is their the role they were made for, for, and this was their only shot. I've like seen it was Full Moon so Studios intense.
0: produce more Oscar worthy <laughs> content than whatever the fuck texas chainsaw massacre next generation was it was an regardless of
1: some of the casting right regardless
0: of the casting so when people sit there and say texas chainsaw massacre 2022 is trash it's like go back and watch that go back and watch like i don't think the the texas chainsaw 3d was a pile of steaming horse shit in my opinion no it's just um the Leatherface movie wasn't that great no but yet everybody's gonna crap on 2022 for absolutely mean. no reason when it is really just a kind of middle of the road chainsaw movie. It's and no worse it or no better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning.
1: It's just fun. It like, is fun. Uh, you, you know, you talk about chainsaw 3D, which has its own issues and a lot of people shit on. Do you think? cuz. <laughs> And, you you that she should be like a 40 year old woman if you go off of the timeline. So we're not even going to get into that. We're we're going to get into that,
0: but that's going to be a whole other episode. I could spend one episode on Texas Chainsaw (laughs) Massacre 3D and its flaws. But we again, yeah, we're just talking about slashers as a whole right now.
1: You know, and that's what I mean. Whenever we're talking about movies taking themselves too seriously or not, if I want to watch a movie that takes itself seriously, I'll fucking watch Hereditary.
0: Right, I'll, I'll watch Hereditary, I'll watch, I'll watch the Lighthouse.
1: I'll watch, you know, and I think it's funny that these movies are mentioned in the new Scream movie.
0: Right. I, um, I, I do love that it got meta again. I think yeah. that it went it, it went it went where it needed to go.
1: It did. And I, I like the name drops in the movies and I know a lot of people I think some people don't like those movies just because they are so highly praised and they just wanna be, you know, difficult to be difficult. Um, or that it's just not their flavor of movie. Whereas I, I love it, but I also love sitting down and watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022.
0: Right, I can and, I can sit there and enjoy the party bus scene yes. without sitting there and thinking, you know, that this is nothing compared to Hereditary right. or Midsummer. I'm not comparing it like, to Hereditary or Midsummer. Yeah. It is a slasher, there's, and it's a damn good one.
1: There's overacting. There's weird plot. Um, like you know, have these some people of people never seen a little but there's a lot of really good um, you know, political statements in the movie. Oh, absolutely. And, and maybe that's another of, thing that
0: people didn't like because how yeah. many times do we hear like, why movie got me so damn political nowadays? Right. It's like, well, well and that's, that's kind thing. of the world that we live in to exactly. sit there and you, say that. You it's have like, these
1: new people making these movies where they want to be able to touch on that. And maybe people are just mad because they just want to sit down and watch a horror movie and escape the realism, which I understand because I, I do that. I tend to sit and watch movies to get away and just kind of, you know, escape into the movie. But that doesn't mean I can't have, um, you know, political statements or, you know, just human rights statements or things like that, you know, kind of in a movie. I didn't feel like it was beating me over the head with it. I just felt like they were there.
0: Well, and the same people who say that movies don't need to be political right now are the same people who will pop in Rambo, which is a movie about a veteran who comes back and is not taken care of by his country and is shot at by the police of his own hometown like let's let's be real. You you yeah. know it's like you can't pick and choose. It's like movies have always been political. Violent movies have always been political. Horror movies have been I political. say
1: if you're watching a war movie, I feel like that's enough said. Unless I'm watching Starship Troopers, and even then, it's a little political.
0: Right. It's uh, there's politics in everything, so yeah. you can't sit there and say that movies can't have messages or so movies then, shouldn't have messages. So uh, you know. Like so what back
1: to it. Them putting it in you know Texas Chainsaw. You know, it's in every type of movie. You mentioned Rambo. I'm mentioning, you know, sci-fi movies, even Star Trek. It may be, you know, totally, you know, thousands of years in the future, but there's still a lot of things that relate to just us.
0: It's true. And I guess what we're trying to do here is we're trying to pick apart why the slasher genre, you know, a genre we love, Mm -hmm. seems to be getting so much polarization it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, you know, obviously there were people in the 80s who didn't like Friday the 13th Part 5 because, you know, it was the one Friday the 13th without Jason, you know, what have you. But is it... So is it is it a thing where, you know, obviously this this has been around. Like, movies have always been divisive. Movies mm-hmm. have always split audiences and crowds yeah. and reactions and things like that. Is it is it the social media aspect of it that is now we know everybody who doesn't like a movie and everybody who does like a movie and all of their opinions are plastered online for us to see.
1: Well, and I think it's kind of funny that you bring that up while we do a podcast to put online. uh, True, I mean, we're getting that. uh, We're we're, we're
0: Wes Craven (laughs) We
1: are, we're Wes Cravening. Um, But I think, you know...
0: Scream 6, The Cravening.
1: (laughs) I don't don't necessarily, and I've told you from the beginning, I don't necessarily just want to shove my opinions out there but I also want to bring up talking points and we really want people to reach out to us and communicate with us and send us their ideas and their opinions and I want to read those letters you know in future podcasts and and bring up those talking points
0: or zoidpod at gmail.com
1: and having those discussions might make again people watch movies they maybe would never have thought of watching
0: that's that's a, a, I, I want to personally try to find movies that I had otherwise never heard of, and I mm-hmm. want to suggest movies to other people that they may not have heard of. Yeah. And like I, th- I want this to be a learning experience for me. Like if I say something and people don't agree with it, let me know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe there's something I got factually wrong. Maybe there's something that we just have a difference of opinion yeah. on, and there's nothing wrong with that. It, so it's not so much I'm trying to, like, tell people they're wrong if they didn't like a certain movie. If you didn't like Texas no. Chainsaw, if you didn't like Scream, if you didn't like Halloween Kills, that's fine. I just, I'm curious. Like, is it, you know, what? What,
1: what is it about the movie that you right. didn't like? Other because than me personally, there's not a movie. lot
0: I would have changed about any of those three movies.
1: No, not at all. And, you know, again, are are some of these people sitting down and watching this movie with it such a, a serious mindset that they can't just enjoy the slasher goodness that's in front of them because we've watched a lot of really shitty movies that we have just had a riot of a time watching.
0: Oh, absolutely. They the, the 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 worse they are, the better and more enjoyable Sledgehammer spookies? Sledgehammer spookies, head of head of the family. Head of the family head of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of those I think we all saw through Joe Bob and Shudder, just yeah. terrific movies. But, you know, I I don't think these people grew I, I don't know. If I don't know if it's if it's kids who didn't grow up with slashers being kind of a norm for them, mm-hmm. if they, if they, I just, I'm, I'm trying to understand the lens, I guess. And because for me, I've sat through every bad sequel of most of the major franchises and mm-hmm. some even beyond that. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're like, I, I, I mean, by comparison, they're not that bad. But also, like you brought up a great point, are they coming in with such a serious expectation that, you know, I, I my catchphrase when it comes to a movie is not everything can be Citizen Kane. You can't mm-hmm. walk into a movie and expect it to be the greatest movie you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be let down more times than you're satisfied, just
1: realistically. Well, and, you know, for a couple of movies that, even though they're not horror related, a lot of people shit on but i remember <laughs> seeing them in theaters and thinking this is just pure joy are movies like transformers whereas i grew up as a kid watching these cartoons and i don't care how bad the storyline of the first transformers movie was i was just blown away seeing giant optimus prime and bumblebee transform on screen
0: right and I, I think could i could just think it was, enjoy it i think it was nick swartzen that did the joke where he said Uh, If you would have shown Transformers to somebody from 1920, their head would explode because of the special effects and just seeing the spectacle. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: there was like some 1,000 crazy moving parts just for the, you know, building Optimus Prime. Half the credits were just
0: digital animators. Exactly. It's
1: just tons and tons of people. And, you know, when you think about that, and even when The Lost World came out and I was so eager to go to the theater and see, you know, dinosaurs on screen again, just like I did, you know, years ago when I saw Jurassic Park. That's how I was when I turned on Netflix and I put on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, hoping I could just see this new cool Texas Chainsaw.
0: Right. The new Texas Chainsaw, one of the more polarizing movies. Yeah. Along with the other two that we mentioned. I just I, I really I really don't know where to take it from there because it, it you know, I, I really just I, I've tried to understand it, but it's it's really hard for me when, when mm-hmm. people online they try to voice their opinions but it's always the same thing you know it's it's when you when you look back at the slashers that like i mentioned earlier some of those really bad sequels some of those really bad standalone 80s horror movies the, when you when you sit there and look at it they're they're really not terrible by comparison no. texas chainsaw scream halloween kills are they the best in the franchises no but no. they're really not the worst either they're just kind of no. middle of the road and they're and fun and i don't i don't mind them whatsoever
1: right when i sit down every october and we watch every single halloween movie in order i enjoy those shitty ones no matter what because they're fun to poke fun at i mean come on the masks they just they get worse and every single just, movie
0: gets worse with but the, they're the mask.
1: to sit and watch
0: they're 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 enjoyable and ultimately at the end of the day that's why we're watching these we want to enjoy mm-hmm. ourselves and one thing that I wish people focused on more is, like, did you enjoy it? And mm-hmm. I think I find myself gravitating more towards the opinions of people who can at least let me know if they enjoyed it. You can right. tell me if it's good or bad, but did you enjoy it? Yeah, and tell me why, other than... That's what a film is about.
1: You know, I'm, I'm tired of the the simple answer all the time. It'll never be as good as the original. I know that, but is it fun? Did you enjoy it? Right. I'm not asking if it's Halloween. I'm not asking if it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or Scream, or whatever slashers you want to go into with you know the new slashers. Is it fun? Am I going to enjoy it, or is it a hot pile of garbage?
0: Right, because some of them, some of them truly are. True. Again, I've sat through every Leprechaun film, <laughs> and they're not all good. Every Hellraiser film, they're not all good. I was going to say,
1: you know, Hellraiser. Uh, you know, is it a slasher? I feel like, yes, it can be. Um, even if it's not conventional, you know, weapon slasher movie, it's not this thing necessarily chasing a bunch of well, there's people. there's definitely but, cuts and bloods in you know, it, so we're going by the original
0: <laughs> definition. Yeah, yeah, it's a slasher. There's but, you some know, cuts, there's some blood.
1: You open the box, you get chased. Like, that's it. You know, the it's... The box, it's... you
0: opened it, we came... <laughs> I love me some Hellraiser
1: pinhead. is phenomenal, but right. those and and like you have seen the last few that I have not, and you've told me about them, and I you know you've legitimately said this is a piece of shit movie. It's it's horrible. Right. It's it was hard to get through. When it's hard to get through, and you can't enjoy it, I feel like that's what really makes a movie a bad. There are very
0: movie. few movies. I think I can count on one hand how many movies I couldn't sit through all the right. way. There, I mean, they're like the worst movie I've ever seen is when I sat through all the way and actually watched it. So it's like there. I think there's another category there. So mm-hmm. it's like if you got if you were able to get all the way through, you know, there there to me there had to be a part of you that enjoyed it. So it's like people who yeah. complain about Scream and Texas Chainsaw and Halloween Kills, you know, it's like that's did you you know if you didn't enjoy it then turn it off, you know. Right. Not to, not to sound cliche, but you know, if well, you don't, you, they're not, especially in the age of streaming, you're not forced to keep watching and continue watching a film exactly. that you don't enjoy. I don't want this to turn into, you know, we're complaining about people who are complaining about movies.
1: No, because I, I my thing is, is, I just don't like it when you get the same one dimensional answer from a person. That I, I like to hear a reason why. Like, tell me why you didn't like it. Did you not like it because of this plot element? And if so, maybe that's something that I didn't think of before. or I didn't realize that is actually really bad about a movie.
0: Right. And they can spark interesting discussions. Uh Like that's, I think that's the best part of it all is we can sit there and talk with each other now instantly. We we give our opinion instantly and then have a response just as, just as equally fast.
1: Yeah. We don't want to just fight with people. I just, I legitimately want to know why you do or don't like a movie. And, you know, and I feel slashers like-
0: seem to be the ones that that people love them or hate them. I don't, yeah. and, and it's it's the most polarizing slashers and genre. Slashers slow
1: burns for some reason are, are but even two. slow
0: burns have it. Slow burns even have their own. I don't think they have as many detractors because I think it's one of those things where most people don't even go into the slow burns. Whereas slashers, it feels like it's the pool that everybody jumps into. Yeah. Some feel Everyone the is too to cold. The... Some feel the water's too hot. Some feel like they just need to get out. Yeah. So whereas slow burn is the pool where you know not a lot of people are going in to begin with.
1: Yeah. But, and we'll talk about that type of movie another day. I just feel like it's another big one I see talked yeah. about a lot. You know, The Witch, Hereditary Midsummer, you mentioned a lot of people just absolutely hate those movies.
0: But a lot of people also love them. Right. It's, It's very strange. You're right. They do get polarizing. But again, I think we go back to we're in 2022 now, and now everybody can have an opinion, and everybody's opinion is public.
1: Here we are giving our opinion.
0: Right, just like us. (laughs) Yeah. And hopefully, what I'm getting at is, is we have a deep love for slashers. Yeah. We appreciate where they came from, where they began. We're excited to see where they're going. We just hope that people are willing to give slashers a chance because right now it seems like slashers are kind of, they're not getting the love that I really thought they would. And that almost kind of, it's a little heartbreaking to see because I don't know, because I I love a good slasher movie. And I think, you know, we've seen some, I think we've seen some good middle of the road franchise, continuing slashers. I think we're uh, seeing some very unique other kinds of horror movies come out right now. Like it seems like yeah. the more farther out the concept, the better. I mean, hell look at what we just saw in Hulu with fresh. Oh, a very unique gosh. film. Not a, yeah. not, not really a slasher by any means, but still very unique yeah. yet. Then you've got films like the stylist, which is a slasher, slasher. and just came out two years ago and really is Thank kind you, of, Jill. yeah. Helping revive, the genre in a big way, and it was it has a lot of critical acclaim. So
1: it does. They're out there.
0: The good slashers are out there. I think it's the the. I don't know if it's the it's the sample size, you know, the focus grouping of people. Where you sample a larger group of people, of course, you're going to disappoint more. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the stylist is kind of on a smaller screen. It's on Shutter right now. It was available. Yeah, through it wasn't Arrow. a huge
1: blockbuster of no. the season. You know, it didn't come out like uh the way scream or any of the other movies did you know kind of you you have these movies come out in the fall where everyone's in the mood for spooky season if they're not all year like we are and you know the stylist is one of those I hadn't heard about and then I think we saw a video on YouTube you know one of those kind of countdowns of like female horror or something like that and I was like that looks fucking amazing. I want to yeah. go see that movie.
0: Yeah, because it was right up our alley because we love slashers. Yeah, we do. So I don't know if slashers just need to and a female try, slasher. Uh, yeah, female Absolutely. directed slasher.
1: Female directed female lead. Right. Movie is amazing. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's probably one of my favorite recent slashers. Uh,
0: yeah, unbelievable what uh, what they were able to do with that movie. So I love using that as an example because. It, it kind of feels like an old school throwback. It feels like one of those old slashers. And when I say old slasher, I'm talking like, like the Black Christmas type slasher mm-hmm. where it's more uncomfortable with a slasher than yeah. it is just like killing kids at a camp. Right. So it's a different level slasher, but it definitely is helping revive the genre. Whereas you've got The Screams, the Texas Chainsaws in the Night and the, the Halloweens that are trying to revive the big-budget, gory kind of— The teen amp, the, the, the teen kill slashers. Yeah. So we've got everybody working on it. <laughs> so that's terrific. <laughs> yeah. the, um, I think we have a lot of creators out there and a lot of directors and writers and performers who are trying to revive what slashers could be in the midst of all these slow-burn, deep-dive horror movies that have become really popular over mm-hmm. the last 10 years or so. I just really hope people give it a chance and that's kind of why that's kind of the purpose of this episode to kind of explore the roots look at where it's been but really examine where it is right now and where it's going and slashers mean so much to us that I I just I don't ever want them to go away. They are so beautiful in the gory nature sometimes the campy nature one i want to give a shout out to is one of my favorite is sleepaway camp
1: yeah i knew you were gonna say it
0: i love sleepaway camp it's so campy and gory it's got some of the best dialogue some of the best lines some of the most over-the-top kills for no reason whatsoever and that fucking ending oh man if you haven't seen sleepaway camp you need to watch it and let the ending traumatize you the way every one of us has let the ending traumatize us. Yeah, it's a joint trauma that you will appreciate being a part of. Yeah, I don't uh, encourage trauma often, but that is what I'm going to encourage yeah, on all uh, of you listening.
1: Sit down, have a nice dinner, turn on the TV, put on Sleepaway Camp, appreciate the 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 crop tops and the hoe shorts that those boys wear. <laughs> and all of the weird 80s fashion and the shitty acting and shitty delivery but as a whole package that movie 10 out of 10 10 out of 10
0: 10 out of 10 and absolutely bonkers uh, uh, there's no other word for it
1: no other word for it
0: so i think that's a great note to end on yeah sleepaway camp yeah because sleepaway camp and ended, ended on a note that Uh, made me uncomfortable, so I'm going to leave that (laughs) on note to make you uncomfortable. So, thank you everybody for joining us. And remember, eat shit and die, Ricky.
1: Eat shit and live, Bill.
0: Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every weekend. Follow us on TikTok at HorrorZoidPod and send emails to horozoidpod at gmail.com with your thoughts, questions, and stories for us to read on a future episode. To all our Zoids out there, stay scary.